This podcast cannot nor should not be described as safe for work or minivan friendly. Listener discretion advised. Welcome, fellow bastards, to Bastards Backstage. This is the second recording of the first part of this because uh, I'm a dumbass and I push pause instead of start. So we're here this week with uh, Q. How you doing there, sir? Man, I am uh, tremendous. As we were just talking about, it, I went from enjoying a nice, relaxing day off to putting out fires. Uh, and so I'm just throbbing into chaos right now. I am. Um... What what I just did there for the people at home is kind of it's known as a Harvey. Uh, <laughs> we 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 had a we have a previous bastard named Harvey, and there was an entire episode, entire episode, like an entire uh, bastards episode, uh, bracket bastards episodes that that didn't get recorded because we were all sitting there. We did the episode, wasn't fucking recorded. So there's that. I apologize for people. So this first question is going to be kind of weird. He's already answered it once. That's as far as we've gotten. I like icebreaker questions. Icebreakers have a tendency to kind of put people on the back foot a little bit and have them spring forward as they could. I'm going to start you off with this one. How many square feet of pizza do you think you eat in a year? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to stick with my original answer, man. I'm going to stand by it. Uh, I think 27 is a, it's about a, a good, accurate number for me, you know, uh, yeah, because again, like with pizza, you're not just going to eat one or two slices. You got to go for it. You know, if you're going to have something as uh, as uh, calorically dense as pizza, then you might as well just engorge, enjoy yourself. Uh, so, yeah, the times I have pizza, man, like I, my, my goal is uh, no pizza left behind, no leftovers. So if there's some pizza, let's just get rid of it. I think 27 square footage is an accurate number. If you're gonna die, you're gonna die fat and happy, right? Hey, that's the best way to go. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> like I'm gonna die, yeah. I'm gonna die fat and happy. The, the only way yeah, I right. I'm gonna be be chasing anything is a freaking ice cream truck. <laughs> Do you have a favorite topping or a place to go? So in terms of toppings, um, I don't really think I have a favorite topping. Just as long as there are toppings, you know, if that makes sense. Uh, like it would have to be a particularly good cheese pizza to just sit down and enjoy it as is. But as long as there's something else on top of the pizza, then I'm I'm happy with it. So uh, it, for me, it doesn't matter if it's uh, pepperoni or pineapple or something in between. If it's on pizza, I'll probably eat it. I don't really think cheese pizza gets gets its right full due, though. I mean, to be perfectly honest, um, the cheese pizza in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Look fantastic! Oh, yeah. uh, the cheese, the cheese pizza from uh, a Goofy movie. A Goofy movie. That's what came to like, my mind. If you ever want to just sink your teeth in, into a cheese pizza, I'm about to say sink your teeth into something from a movie. There's some other stuff I can think of, but uh, <laughs> if you ever want to sink your teeth into a pizza, those are the two types of pizzas I go for. My favorite time to eat pizza was back in the '90s. Um, did, did did they happen to have the entire Book It program? When you was a kid, remember that one at all? Oh, when you would uh, read like a number of books and yeah, like, the school program, uh, and then you would uh, yeah. Say when you yeah. would 
write down a hundred books that you supposedly read to have your parents sign it to get you this little tiny ass personal uh -huh. pizza. Yeah, yeah. Never actually read the books. You just kind of did it. That's that's the first form of tax evasion I have ever seen as a kid. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, sure, I did that, whatever. Um, but that, but one of the reasons I love to eat, eat pizza was because of that. That what started my entire fat escapades. But that was back in the 90s, and the 90s had a whole bunch of cool shit back then, dude. They had some of the coolest freaking toys, the talk boy, as we were just talking about from uh, uh, the Home Alone franchise. They had some of the best video games, like the N64 and stuff like that. Oh, man, come on. Like, I, But I, I don't know about you. How old are you, Freddie? I'm, I'm 35. How old I'm are you? 37, almost yeah, 38. Okay. I'll be 38 in about a month. Yeah, so we grew up in the same era, and I I know that every generation says this, and maybe it's required, I don't know, but man, like, the 90s really was, like, the best time to be a kid growing up, you know, like, we, like you said, we had so much cool shit, right, and, like, the transition from, like, the, uh, the, 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 the pre-internet days to seeing it blow up, and then the post-internet age, man, we, uh, I think we had it, we had it all. And by the well, way, cheese, cheese pizza is just fancy breadsticks. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the things that the 90s had, too, though, with uh, toys and movies and all that was music. Uh, a lot of cool-ass music came out that one. So I'm going to ask you this one. What is your favorite 90s song? Favorite 90s song? Man, I got to go back down the vault here. Uh, which it shouldn't be that difficult because I, I love music from, like, the... Uh, 70s 80s 90s 2000s but from the 90s in particular okay i'm just gonna go with the one that immediately comes to mind if you were to ask me this again tomorrow i'm sure it would be a different answer mm -hmm. uh but i am gonna go with uh waterfalls by tlc that was mentioned on uh on a wrestling program not too terribly long ago <laughs> nice uh Carmel Carmelo Hayes mentioned that it just it was a really really bad worded promo, but <laughs> that that mention it literally told the guys like don't go chasing waterfalls. And the song just was stuck in my head for a week after that. I was so pissed. Uh, I really it's was. Like a, it's like that movie, the uh, the other guys uh, with Will Ferrell and uh, uh -huh. yeah, and Mark Wahlberg. Uh, but uh, Michael Keaton's in it. He plays like the police chief. And throughout the entire movie, I don't know if you've seen it, but throughout the entire movie, he's like deadpan, straight man, quoting TLC. But he had like he asked like he has no idea what they're talking about there's, when they confront him with it. It's it's hilarious. There's a I, I don't know if you've seen this. There uh, there is a weatherman mm. out there that throughout his his weather predictions antics, I'm like on the news, he'll put rap lyrics. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, into yeah. his entire thing. And I'm like, that's genius. Because it's right. one of those things, especially now, go to like 90s rap lyrics. The people watching the news now are like people who grew up in the 90s, who grew mm -hmm. up with with like Dre and Snoop and all, all that right. stuff. That You could just, like, he, he didn't. That's fucking genius. <laughs> he did. That's great. Uh, that was back in the 90s. What are you rocking out to now? Uh, so nowadays, man, I uh, I still mostly listen to uh, uh, a lot of hip hop. Uh, J. Cole has always been one of my favorites for 
I guess the past about 10 years now. Um, a lot of Kendrick Lamar, whenever he decides to come out of uh, semi-retirement and gift us with a new album, he's always fun to listen to. Uh, but I still also list, listen to a lot of um, a lot of old school R&B. That's also my jam. That's what I like to listen to when I'm just relaxing. But then, like when I'm in the gym, then I'll do I do a lot of uh, uh, old school rock. Uh, so that's always fun. Well, I say old school now, but I guess man, it's it shouldn't really be that old school, like uh, Alice in Chains or. You know, just a, a lot of a lot of the grunge bands from the 90s. I'll, I'll do a lot of them, but I guess those are considered old now, which makes me hurt. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm the same way. I don't consider old school until you hit like 1990. Yeah, I, I think grunge is is the cutoff point. Like anything before mm-hmm. grunge is considered the the older generation, and then postmodern or I'm not going to call it retro or oldies and stuff. That just makes me feel like shit. So yeah. <laughs> We're we're gonna go from music to color theory on this one. How do you describe the color yellow to a blind man? You describe it to him by uh, so I'm assuming about blind. He he's got like just complete black pitch blackness. That's that's all this person knows in this scenario. That's the entire entire question. How do you describe the color okay. color yellow to a blind man? Uh, yeah. So the the short answer is you don't. Uh, <laughs> But if he's persistent, you tell him. Uh, you tell him is whenever he steps outside and his head happens to tilt upwards, that kind of blasé sensation that may or may not hit his face. That's the color yellow. The perfect time for a bird to drop by. <laughs> you can't do that, sir. Uh, you are a new crayon in a new box. What color are you, and why? Oh, I am postmodern royal purple. I, I mean, listen, if Jay Z can make his own color, so can I. You know? I that with per, it, it, that's perfectly okay. All, all I yeah. said is that you're a new crayon. Yep. Didn't have to be an old color or or a new color. It's completely that's up right. to you. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely my uh, my color. So going with a, a cool new royal purple. I had another person on here before. They said that they're their color was plaid oh i'm like i don't know if that's possible but i like yeah, it <laughs> i guess technically they could make a crayon that uh, that'd be that'd be tricky yeah i mean i think you'd be able to make a marker like that yeah or not a marker but a pen because what a what a ballpoint pen is it's just it's a it's a quite literal ball on, on the end of a stick so if you had a big enough ball <laughs> giggity if you, if you had a big enough ball at, at the end of the pen, you could do a plaid pattern on that. So realistically, I, I think you could do it with the crayon too. You just got to figure out how to do it. So, yeah, but uh, it doesn't, it didn't have to be an, an actual crayon. It could have been whatever they wanted to do. You're a podcaster like me and you've, I can almost guarantee like 90% of podcasters get into podcasting for a particular reason. Cause and it's just because it's, they've had some curious shit that has happened sometime within their life. So I'm going to ask you this one. What is the funniest thing to ever happen to you that you can legally talk about? Okay. That I can legally talk about. I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> uh, let's see. The funniest shit that's ever happened. To me 
Okay, so when it comes to mine off top, uh, back in 2015, uh, me and uh, my former co-host, the homie Kevin, uh, we went to uh, a uh, Comic-Con convention in Chicago. It was uh, Chicago Wizard Con. It's mm-hmm. a really, really cool con. Uh, I said back in 2015. It was 20, sometime right there, 2017 maybe, somewhere around there. But it was around the, uh, the release of uh, Daredevil Season 2. And uh, they had a lot of people there, a lot of different celebrities, a lot of the Walking Dead cast was there, and uh, a lot of the Daredevil cast was there as well. Uh, you know, us being superhero guys, you know, we wanted to get the whole experience, but we were there primarily for uh, the, the Daredevil stuff. And uh, so we go there, and uh, the reason we, we decided to go is because uh, it landed like right between our birthdays. But that Saturday, the main date was actually like my my birthday. And uh, and so we were going there having a good time and all that. And uh, we actually, at one point, we got in line to uh, to meet uh, Elodie Young. She was the actress who played Electra in the Daredevil series. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're, we're in line. And, uh, you know, we got like, you know, cool shit for her to sign or whatever. And uh, as we, you know, approach her... Uh, Man, she first of all, she's stunning. Like she's uh, even more attractive than like what the uh, the TV show made it out to be. And uh, really, really nice woman. Uh, but we get up there, and uh, she asked if there's anything I have for her to sign. You know, we chit chat for a bit, and I had this cool plaque that I have hanging up that her and Charlie Cox signed. And so she signs it for me, and then you know she she looks at me, and she goes, well, "Can I can I sign anything else for you?" And without hesitation. I said, yeah, you can sign your phone number on the back of this piece of paper for me. And uh, <laughs> and uh, she, for me, the funniest part were, were, were two things. One was the look on her face, right? This, this sheer utter look of surprise. And you could tell it completely caught her off guard. Uh, I don't think that that's ever happened to her before. And so I am honored to be her first in that regard. And uh, the other thing that was hilarious was all of these, you know, different celebrities at these conventions, they have handlers behind mm-hmm. them to make sure that nothing gets out of hand. And this mm-hmm. guy was stone faced the entire time, just nothing but business. He starts dying laughing <laughs> as, soon as, I, as soon as I ask her that. And uh, so to see this guy just crack, uh, got me and some other people in the, in the line to crack up. And, uh, and you know, Elodie, she was she was very kind and gracious in response. And she took a second to think about it, which, you know, for me, I take the small victories. You know, she had to think about it. Uh, truth be told, she probably just had to think of a nice way to put me down. But, you know, that's that's fine, too. Uh, but she, <laughs> she says, I don't think my boyfriend would be very happy about that. So... I let it slide, uh, but yeah, that was definitely one of the uh, one of the funnier experiences that I've had. See, in that response, I would have just told her, "It's like, like, well, I, I mean, I glad for the entire thought process on the entire boyfriend situation, but I was talking about having an interview for the show." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, if only. <laughs> I mean, that way you can go ahead and say face. It's like, well, I mean, That's don't get right. me wrong. I, I, I wouldn't mind it, but <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Uh, polling family and friends, what would they say that you're most known for? My family would say um, probably either weightlifting or wrestling. 
and my friends would say uh, comic book nerd and podcaster. You're a public-esque figure, me- meaning you're not super famous, but you, you also have the people out there who actually know who you are. And they have the ability to write in and ask you questions, stuff like that. So what is what is one question that you will never answer in public? With this, we're not looking for the answer to the question, because of course, this is public. But we're looking for the question itself. That is an interesting question. I am kind of an open book, but I've got to dig deep to think of a question that I would not answer in public. Uh, I think, uh, you know, knowing me and like my uh, weird sense of humor, I would refuse to answer something extremely tame just to lead people on to think that there's some story where there's not. Uh, And so it could be something simple like, uh, uh, so how how was it when you lost your virginity? And I'll be like, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Or it could be something like... um, yeah, uh, so uh, what what led, or here's a good one, yeah, what led uh, Kevin to leaving the podcast? Can't talk about it. Completely disclosed. Yeah. I'll just lead people down a false path where, like, there is no story, just so they, they start thinking and talking. That question has a tendency to bring the conversation down a little bit. It didn't with you. It was kind of an intriguing, intriguing answer. But I do have an answer. Answer. I do have a question down the line to make that go up a little bit more. A penguin waddles his way through your door wearing a sombrero. What does he say to you, and why is he there? He says, "You know why I'm here. We can do this the easy way or the hard way." And my response would be the easy way. And if I'm by myself, then no questions asked. We're good to go. If there's company here, like if I'm uh, recording a podcast, I leave everything running, the equipment on, look to my uh, my comrades, tell them you guys got this. I got to handle this. Uh, straight stone face, and I'm out of there. Uh, you know, <laughs> no no story involved. Just yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, I if I do have company, you know, I might pull like a uh, a Ron Swanson, you know, from uh, Parks and Rec, and you know, say to them, uh, uh, if anyone asks, tell them uh, Miguel came for me. Don't know what it means, and in the meanwhile, no one knows what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I look back at the penguin and goes, "Is this going to require one shovel or two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whole bunch of stuff." Um, you're a you're a hip hop fan, as as you said before. Do you list, listen to country at all? Uh, actually, not a whole lot. But it's it's not for lack of interest. It's just if anything, just, just laziness. Uh, I know that uh, I I believe that there's high quality music in every genre. Yeah, and I kind of pride myself on finding the good in all of it. I just haven't made my way to the country genre yet. And it's a little intimidating because it's such an old genre of music, right? That it's like where to start with it is uh, is pretty uh, intimidating. Well, if you're if you're a hip hop fan, I would start off with probably Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll. See, I am familiar with Jelly Roll, and that that would get you into a little bit more of the older the the new old country mm-hmm. they're doing because they're trying to 
bring country back to uh, a little bit more of a cowboy feel to it, which I appreciate. But yeah. the reason I brought that up because the entire penguin question and and the uh, your your answer kind of gave me a like he's a spy type thing and he's needing your help. All right, there. Brad Paisley came up with a Christmas song, a country Christmas song called Secret Agent Bird. Because he's already wearing a tuxedo type mm-hmm. thing. And apparently Santa couldn't keep track of all, all the kids. Um, so so he he hires out penguins to do the entire um, what is it, elf on the shelf job. Oh, uh, yeah. So apparently the penguins are secret agent birds. But that's <laughs> the first thing that came to mind when you said that. So kind of makes yeah, me laugh. It, it makes sense, man. I kind of think about... Uh... The penguins from uh, Batman Returns, uh, it's still possibly the creepiest Batman movie ever. Uh, and you know, think about those creepy little bastards and uh, them carrying Danny DeVito's lifeless body off into the into the water. Who knows where? Great moment. Well, if you want to go that route, I would talk about um, the penguins from the Madagascar movie. Oh yeah, now those guys, those yeah. guys are intense. Yeah, a smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Smile and wave. <laughs> like there's penguins are dangerous creatures and and if have you ever seen inside a penguin's mouth no it isn't. oh my goodness go when you get a chance google a picture inside of a penguin's mouth it is disturbing oh just it's, it's like proposal. it's like seeing a wet koala bell bear oh see those are terrifying yeah those are terrifying yeah it's <laughs> not something you want to see yeah. um a lot of people do the entire two truths and a lie. I'm not a fan of that. I personally think uh, majority of people, when called upon, would actually kind of already have their answer picked to it. So I'm going to turn this on his ear a little bit. How about two lies and a truth? Two things about you that are they're plausible, mm-hmm. uh, but not true. And something about you that is true, but not a lot of people would expect. All right. Let's do it. Let's see. I have to pontificate on this one just a bit okay yeah let's let's circle back around to that one okay so we'll circle back back that yeah. one you're a comic book guy I can, I can tell by the shirt wearing the entire x-men shirt right now so it doesn't have to be a comic book character but picking any character from any type of medium being of course comic books movies uh tv shows cartoons so on and so forth if you could pick any character any fictional character to be who would you want to be and why? So, you know, at, at, at first, this isn't my answer, but at first, like, the easy response for me is like, oh, Dr. Manhattan. But, you know, the whole tachyon particle explosion thing that happens and then the reconstitution of the new body just seems entirely unpleasant to me. Uh, so we will definitely not, uh, not go with that. And also, I like to wear clothes from time to time. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's gonna be a no go on on good old Doctor Manhattan. Um, yeah, I think that. Uh, oh man, see, I, I'm trying to find like like the tricky way out of it, you know, because there's a lot of really. Here's the problem, right? All of all of the cool characters out there, right? All the in depth, fully fleshed out characters, comic book or otherwise, they all have depth to them. And, mm-hmm. and there's always like a layer of, of tragedy or sadness or something along those lines that comes along with that depthness, that comes along with being like a fully fleshed out character. 
And uh, yeah, so man, th there's going to be like a level of suckage for most of them. Well, uh, I mean, not I, not I, always. Like I, I personally, my my personal pick for this, yeah, I have two of them. I would either be Bandit from the show Bluey. <laughs> you ever, okay, first of all, you ever a chance to see the show Bluey? Like, no. At all? Yeah. Okay. This that's what this is from. Okay. I'm a huge fan of Bluey. I, I have yeah. been to the show, but um, he's the dad of that show and okay. he's he's a dad that has the ability to actually play games with his kids and they're very thought out games and stuff mm -hmm. like that and they're very imaginative i just think it'd be fun from an acting standpoint but as far as the character goes like a full standalone character i would like to be the doctor from doctor who mm. wait so i know there's different incarnations of the doctor it, it's he's still the same person though yeah but if, if if you if you would quantify all of them being different doctors, because mm -hmm. I think they're up to like fifteen or sixteen now, uh, Matt Smith, who is I believe mm -hmm. Doctor Ten, uh, is a doctor that I started out with. That's one that I, I started watching on. I would go. I, I, I would be the the Matt Smith Doctor. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. With uh, fish sticks and custard. Him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the one I would go with. But he he does have kind of a tragic backstory but every time he regenerates he's it, it he, he's a new character type thing so I, I just think that'd be fun uh i think i'm gonna go with scrooge mcduck <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about scrooge too <laughs> yeah i think uh i think for what it's worth and it's worth a whole lot according to his vault uh scrooge mcduck is probably uh probably a really a pretty good bet you know uh i mean literally swimming in money he's got it i i want to know what that money's made out of though because like just, yeah. just dive into that oh yeah but see, he, another people, thing. he could be there could be a layer of superheroism there you know like he could have uh colossus titanium skin and we just don't realize it you know there's so many crap questions on that show. I don't, I don't get it. All right. Speaking of money, though, this is actually great. Uh, I'm going to allow you to be Scrooge McDuck your, yourself for a minute. All right. If you had the ability to spend $1 million on yourself, how would you do it? Uh, multiple purchases or just one? Uh, uh, that is completely up to you as long it is as long as it is as it is for you gotcha a million dollars uh i mean <laughs> shit i was gonna say uh yeah man i'm just uh i'm, I'm buying uh i'm buying a house all right but i'm like man in this economy i'm about to say yeah. like i don't know what kind of house to get i mean ours is hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but we live in a we, we're in iowa so uh <laughs> Like we're going to we're going to New York or something. Like right, right. a million dollars isn't buying shit. So <laughs> yeah, it, it'll, it'll buy me a tour of a nice place. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think with a million bucks, though, man. I uh, yeah, out here in in good old Georgia. Yeah, I uh, I'm. I think I will just. Uh, I'm going to find a rural plot of ground. And uh, just uh, build build a house there. Build like the perfect uh, superhero homie hangout hangar. Uh, 
for for all of my uh, shenanigans and uh, you know place list that's kind of kind of perfect for the uh, the aesthetic and the the rooms that I need for it. That and uh, and the car. I probably used the uh, the remains to get something like a uh, uh, Cadillac CTS coupe, something that has a little bit of speed and a, and a whole lot of comfort. Like you said before, we we're around the same age, mm -hmm. um, a little bit younger than me. So we but we were a teenager at the same time, yep. just on different spectrums. Who was your celebrity crush as a teenager? Uh, so mine was. Uh, the first one I, I can remember, there's there a lot, but the first one I can remember <laughs> <laughs> was uh, uh, Ashley Banks from uh, the first Prince of Bel Air. Uh, Hillary was all, she was always very attractive, but Ashley was the one that just really drew me in. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I mean, when I was, that was my first teenage crush that I can remember. As a kid, it was probably uh, the Pink Ranger, you know, me and like million, millions of other five year olds. Uh, but yeah, that was my first one as a, uh, as a teenager was, yeah, Ashley. I, I'm you curious hear, about you, though. Uh, I, you know what? I, I don't remember. I was a huge wrestling fan, so I'm assuming, I'm assuming Lita would probably be, have been on there. She was um, up there, yeah. Then that entire thing with Matt happened and mm -hmm. it, 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 she broke a whole bunch of hearts at, at one time with that one. Oh, man. I was, yeah. I was never a fan of Sable or Trish or stuff like that, but as far well, as looks wise, it's interesting, right? I was never really like I always thought that Trish was attractive, right, as a teenager. But it was really once she got so good in the ring, my attractiveness to her went up. Yeah, I know, and she's great too. She's just, yeah. she's not the one who started the women's revolution, but she's definitely one that built the foundations for it which is really nice so uh, speaking of that though I, I always thought stephanie mcmahon was super attractive too this is and this is pre-boob job too this is not oh yeah okay anything to do with that like i i would have thought she was a cutie but and she's aged well too like she I had, yeah of course she's a billion dollar prin uh, princess <laughs> i don't know how she wouldn't age well right if you could join a fictional family and that means join one not replace somebody if you could join a fictional family what family would you want to join oh <laughs> so my first response that i definitely cannot stick with for soon to be obvious reasons was oh the huxtables from the cosby show like no nope. well, i mean <laughs> yeah it's... i mean that to be, <laughs> as far as the fictional because you weren't yeah. Like, Bill Cosby wasn't your dad. Huxtable yeah. Yeah. was your dad. So mm -hmm. that's why I said fictional family. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, it's it's like with me and the Taylors. It's like because that, that that would be, be my pick would be the Taylors from Home Improvement. Oh yeah. yeah. But Tim Allen's kind of an asshole too. Yeah. He's not yeah. he he's not nearly as bad as Bill Cosby was. Yeah, but no. but with that, I mean. Tim Allen was just a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. uh, Bill Cosby was a drug dealer too, but in a completely <laughs> different way. Like that is, there's, like, Tim, Tim Allen gave drugs to people who wanted it. Right. Bill Cosby was giving people drugs that didn't know they were getting it. Oh, yeah. Type yeah. thing. So it's, there's, a, there's an issue there. Uh, but I, I, I always said the Taylors because could you imagine having Wilson, Wilson, 
as the neighbor. That would be a whole lot of fun. I think it would too. Like I, I wouldn't even need need a TV. I'd just be sitting over there talking with him the entire time. Right. Eating squirrel meat, like just, just <laughs> whatever he's cooking. No, you know, I was talking with uh, some of my homeboys the other day, and somehow this TV show Dinosaurs came up. Yeah, not the and, mama. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was like, man, yeah, that would be, uh, you know, to a, up until a point, that would be a, a pretty fun household, especially like a nice 90s household to be a part of until the end of the show, you know? I mean, you you would go out with a bang on that one. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I, I, I hope so, because it, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't very flashy. I mean... <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Bracket Bastards, your podcast where up to seven panelists take a tournament of various topics and banter it down to a winner. Fun, favorites, and some other F-words come up, so please, listener discretion advised. Bracket Bastards drops every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., wherever you get your podcast fix. Uh, yeah, so be sure to check out the Superhero Homies podcast coming uh, August 17th. Uh, there will be a full review of the latest superhero movie, Blue Beetle. Uh, so if you guys know Blue Beetle or if you don't, either way, it'll be a good time. The first half of the podcast will be spoiler free. The second half will be spoiler filled. And in the first half, we'll give overall vague thoughts about the movie, the premise, the breakdown, uh, without actually spoiling any details. And we'll also be talking about the comic book aspects of the character as well, now the movie stacks up against that. And then the second half will be the Wild Wild West, or Field. It'll be a great time all around, so be sure to check that out. Have you ever been called a bastard without actually earning the distinction? Well, here's your chance to do just that. Bracket Bastards is always looking for fun guests to join the show and make the call. My question is, as always, what kind of bastard are you? All you got to do is contact a bastard today and join the fun. I believe everybody should have goals in life. It could be small goals, should be, could, could be big goals, as long as you're working towards something in life. Being stagnant kind of sucks. What is your one-year, your five-year, and your 10-year goals? What do you want to accomplish? Yeah, so um, I've been. this is something I've been working on a lot here lately towards the tail end of the year, and uh, I'm hoping by the end of next year to have it in full swing, and that is to... Uh, uh, to fully have the podcast on both all audio platforms and also on uh, on on uh, YouTube for uh, like uh, for, for visual consumption as well mm-hmm. as uh, audio. Uh, so that's uh, that's definitely one goal I want to have in mind. I want to get that fully, you know, uh, polished and and streamlined and and you know, no bugs or issues by the end of the year. Um, yeah, uh, five year goal is uh, yeah. Uh, me and Beyonce are gonna live happily uh, off the Maldives. <laughs> why Beyonce? Why? Why? I don't. I don't get people's it. People's with Beyonce. 
I don't even think she's that good looking. Like, have you seen her without oh, makeup? Really? On. Have you seen Beyonce without makeup? The, there is no Beyonce without makeup because she's don't, just don't look. There's images out there. There's there's Giddy has some really some really good cameras. Um, don't look up an image of Beyonce without makeup. Your entire thing would be your entire mindset is ruined by that point. I I disagree. I mean, twenty years. And and she's aged flawlessly throughout those years. She still looks good. She's still one of the best performers. I I don't know. I think we're we're at odds on that one. I mean, I'm okay. I'm not disagreeing with you because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna intentionally yuck somebody's yum for yeah. for any reason. But I don't. It's just one of those things. Is like you're you're either a Beyonce fan mm-hmm. or you're not. Yeah, yeah. It's like you are you, you are either in the beehive or you are in a completely different field. It's I, just, see, <laughs> I don't consider myself in the beehive because any kind of hive, those guys are fucking ravenous. Oh yeah, uh, and, and yeah, and I don't I don't like to fuck with them at all. Although it is safer to claim that you are in the beehive than it is to say that you are not. I I kind of want to see like I remember Taylor Swift and Kanye West went at it for a while. I kind of want to see a battle, like just like a Twitter feud between Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Oh man! Because I, I <laughs> there was a there was a joke uh, made about how Taylor Swift is like a multi she's a she's a billionaire now, mm-hmm. so she could buy and sell Kanye West like ten times over. Oh, yeah, and and one of the people on Twitter is like. I'm pretty sure that's been illegal for many, many years now. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Talk about a clapback, though. I'm oh, like, dude, yeah. that's, that's that's hilarious. Um, but no, like, could you imagine? Even, could you imagine like a diss track battle between like going going album to album, like Beyonce or? I, I don't know who would be dumb enough to start it. I really don't. Between the two of them. But imagine, just for shits and giggles, Beyonce mm-hmm. didn't like... Like, she she's a huge Raiders fan or something like that. Mm-hmm. So she didn't like the Chiefs. And now that that the entire Chiefs and Swift, Swift thing yeah. going on, that she put out just a... Not even a diss track, but just like a couple lines in a song that... It didn't mention Swift, but you could definitely fucking tell type mm-hmm. thing. And then the next album, Swift Drop, or oh, it just okay. single Swift Drop, there was a couple of conceited lines in there about that. And they just kept going back and forth, dropping a new new song every other week just to go back. I think it'd be fun. You know, it, it would be. And I'll tell you this much, too. You know, a lot of those... <laughs> A lot of those celebrity beefs, man, is uh, is pro wrestling, and and they would be making all the money behind the oh, scenes. Oh, would, yeah, would all day, all day long, yeah. All right, that was that's your one year and your five year. What's your ten year? Uh, yeah, so ten year, uh, it's a good go. Uh, I'll be forty five in ten years. Yeah, at that point, I uh, I want to be able to. Uh, survive thrive and and live uh comfortably uh just from the podcast and from the things revolving around the podcast uh so that's that's around the 10-year goal 
See, I, I think that's a good goal. I think it'd be fun to do, but my yeah. issue with that, I, I like stability. Mm-hmm. I think so. Like, if if it's if it's the only thing I'm doing, yeah, and I'm doing it for fun type thing, I think it'd be great. Yeah. Uh, like if if I'm bringing in ten thousand dollars a year from it, like t- t- take home ten thousand dollars a year, it's nowhere near enough. I'm gonna live off of it, but right. I, I want to be financially wealthy enough that I'm I'm doing it for fun, but I'm still make making money off of it. Yeah, and yeah, for me that that is the goal. And, you know, like the, the the original goal for the podcast was just, man, this is I think this would be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously it it was and it is, and then it kind of uh, took off and became its own thing. And then as time went on, it's like, well, well, let's see if we can hit this goal, and let's see if we can hit that goal. And then I'm like, okay, well, we're doing pretty well. Well, let's let's really go for it then instead of a, a goal goal. And uh, and I mean. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, will I hit it? I'll let you know in ten years. Uh, but I think it's definitely worth uh, it's worth uh, going for, worth going after. I always tell people that it's it's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I've I put more money into this thing than I really should have, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's also it, I, I've met. A lot of people, like for instance, you, I would have never met met you if I, without the podcast situation. I've met um, I've met porn stars. Oh, nice. I've met uh, a previous Miss Canada. Hell yeah! Uh, I've I've met people who work in like the movie in, uh, industries and stuff like that. I've mm-hmm. it, I just there's so many things out there that I've got to do because of this, and there's also so many things that. I could possibly do in the future. I was talking to one, I was talking to my boss the other day at work about politics and I don't, I don't dive into politics. I don't, I love talking about it. I really do. But I don't, I also, I also come into every conversation with an open mind and, and an open conversation. Right. That's just what I do. And with, with these questions and you've gone through the majority of them, could you imagine listening to an interview with a politician with these questions? Not none of these. None of these are political. Yeah. Not a one of them. But it'd be a solid human interest interview with a politician. The the issue with that is none of the questions you ask would be answered if you if you had the opportunity to to interview a politician. Or I mean, if 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 they were to sit sit down and do something like this, I just feel like there's so much deflection. And they're going to get their talking points off one way or another, you know. Which is fine. Yeah, I mean, but, it's fine, but it's, it's not the it's not the purpose of of why that meeting would take place, you know. My my thing with this with this this idea is the simple fact that a lot of people don't consider politicians human because mm-hmm. they're just so far above that entire s- spectrum that majority of people wouldn't ever actually talk to them. But to be honest, like. There's a couple of a couple presidents out there. I would love just to, and I don't drink, but I would love just to go out and have a beer with. Yeah. Uh, not Trump, because I think to just not that I don't like the guy. Same thing with Biden. I just don't care. Uh, <laughs> going back beyond that, though, I think Obama would be fun to have a beer with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Clinton would have been a fun person to have a beer with. Stuff yep. like that. I just, but to have a simple conversation like this, that not politics. But somebody that you can relate to on a personal level, 
I think people who are listening to the interview will judge their voting on if you could go out and have a beer with this guy. I think for for most of like the most of middle America, most of the people who aren't diehard one team or the other, mm-hmm. that is what it comes down to. Who is more relatable? Who's more personal? Yeah. And like you put it, who could they go out and have a beer with? Uh, when it comes to like to politics and people's voting standards, I feel like most people feel that one way or another, their interest, you know, to uh, to a degree, maybe won't all the way be met. But who can they trust more, and who can they who do they feel more comfortable around? You know, who is more likely to loosen up their tie a little bit and have a real conversation? And uh, just showing that side, I think, is really what draws a lot of people in. I think that's why. A huge reason why Trump was elected back in 2016. You know, uh, he did something that was different from all the other politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I'm not saying that I agree with it or not, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. He he did something that was against the uh, against the, the norm. Grade. Yeah, yeah, just the norm. People just wanted something new and different because mm-hmm. what was going on before wasn't wasn't working from what they could see. So if if you're gonna if you're gonna fuck up the system fuck up the system yeah <laughs> exactly what he did and then but unfortunately uh the the four years wasn't enough time to mess it up the system enough that they couldn't they couldn't go back and just fix it mm-hmm. instead of having to rebuild something else they actually went back and pseudo fixed it yeah. entire johnny net uh what is that? johnny number five never dies type situation <laughs> it's just uh, no disassemble um all right i'm gonna we're gonna circle back a little bit because mm-hmm. we skipped this question on two uh, uh two lies and the truth that's right two lies and the truth yeah two, two lies and the truth two things about you that are plausible but not true and something that is true about you but not a lot of people would expect uh three things about me then uh number one i actually lived in bermuda for about nine months uh, number two, uh, I have a uh, uh, copy of Batman the Animated Series Blu-ray that was signed by the late, great uh, Kevin Conroy. And number three, I actually had the opportun- opportunity back in 2016 uh, to meet Stan Lee at DragonCon. See, I would love to see the uh, uh, animated series, I mean the animated series, Signed by Stanley. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. That that like, I wonder. That's if like <laughs> that's like having a WWE championship belt signed by like Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like they probably have similar reactions. You know, Stan and, and Kenny. You know, like if, if the fan is if the fan is well meaning enough and beaming, I feel like they still do it. Well, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Stan Lee's not signing anything anymore. So. Not, not now. <laughs> <laughs> not now. Rest in peace, good sir. There's that yeah. one. All right. Uh, as a podcaster, one of my favorite things in life are words. I love words. Words has the tremendous ability to hurt. They have the ability to heal. They have the ability to create, to destroy, do anything you ever want to, you can do with words. The entire sticks and stones can break my bones situation is that one. My one of my favorite things in life are words. We're going to talk about three of the words in the thousands upon thousands of words that are out there. Number one, 
What is your favorite word? You know what? I'm going to be a little uh, self-aggrandizing here. I'm going to say my favorite word is uh, homie. It's part of the name of the podcast. It's what I call all my friends and acquaintances. And it's also what I say. It's like a term of endearment. It's what I say for people whose names I should know but forgot. Uh, you know, it's uh, and it's just all around a, a good term. It is the, uh, the the modern day equivalent of uh, of Kale from Good Burger, who called everyone dude. You know, yeah, it, it is my equivalent of that. So uh, yeah, I would say homie is probably my favorite word. Or uh, if you're wanting to go a little bit beyond that, the late '80s, early '90s. Did you know the reason why? Hulk Hogan called everybody brother. I feel like I've heard this before, but but what, what was the reason? He couldn't remember people's names. He's <laughs> met he met hundreds hundreds of people today. Couldn't remember people's names anymore, so he just started calling everybody brother. <laughs> and it's perfect. It's, it's a part perfect. of it's a part of him, you know. Yeah. yeah. And now he's 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 known for it and uh, sc- screwing up the location of uh, <laughs> WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Riverdome and Superdome, yeah. I, I I give him a pass on that one though. I'd probably get those mixed up myself. Well, between his age and the fact that he's done yeah. so many stuff there before, I can't blame him. But it was still fucking funny. All yeah. right, that was your favorite word. What is your least favorite word? I would uh, probably say uh, indubitably, because <laughs> it takes all of my mental fortitude and tongue dexterity to say it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> have you had oh god have you had a chance to be on the uh, um what are the uh, maniacal music museums yet no okay if you get a chance check out that show jeremy who's who's on on bat is one of our bastards mm-hmm. um and chancy who's a previous bastard but he he's gone on he's he's going on to do some other amazing stuff chancy's favorite word is that <laughs> it's his favorite word and he he's, he says it a lot too, and that's it. Always reminds. That's the first response I've 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 had that as far as these favorite words. So, <laughs> and third part of this one, with with the exception of fuck, because um, I don't consider fuck a swear word. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite swear word? For me, it's probably uh, bitch, because it has so much utility, right? So you can use the word bitch, and obviously in the terms of. <laughs> negatively referencing you know a uh a, a woman or a lady you can but that that's rarely if ever the way that i use the term i use that as like more times than not the opposite of the word homie you know it's like it's it's, it's the the negative it's the inverse it's the person who I, I know of but don't really care for that much like and 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 by the way that you say the word by your voice inflection also says a lot about you when you use the word bitch so you know, it can be something like, you know, if, if you're like, uh, uh, what's his like, name? Bitch, please. Yeah. You know, like, if you're like, uh, wasn't it? T- Tiger King. That bitch, Carol Baskins. You know, that's that's definitely nothing but spite and vitriol. But if you're like, yeah, man. So I was, man, I was I was outside the other day, man. I, I had uh, so I this bitch that lived up the street for me. That's completely different. That's like, okay, yeah, I don't I don't know who that person is. But you know, it, it, the, the the level of, of vitriol is is very much um, it, it varies, you know, depending on on how you use the word. One of my least favorite words of all time is is the entire quote unquote n word. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the, the reason I say that because I don't think it should be used. Period. I don't think it should be music, movies, whatever, right. uh, in, uh, in any kind of context. But I think you could switch that word out for bitch in any kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Like any line whatsoever, you can put put bitch in there instead. Yeah. Like man, look at this bitch. Right. Type thing. It'd be fine. Yeah. You could go back and go to song lyrics. Right. Yeah. And just put bitch in there instead and. Like white, black, Asian, Mexican, whatever, you'd be fine. Any race out there would be fine saying the word bitch. Oh, yeah. yeah so, I think-, I think that's what we should do. We should go out instead of if there's a movie quote or a line or a song quote or something like that that involves that word. Yeah. Just say bitch. Say I don't bitch. care if it even rhymes. Just say bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and also, there's plenty of things around with bitch. Ditch, itch, you know, rich, <laughs> snitch, you know, <laughs> goes on. <laughs> I, I I don't know if that would work or not. I'm pretty sure there, there's a copyright issue somewhere in that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, who or what inspires you in life? Shit, I guess, man, and I hope they don't hear this. I'm, I have to say that jokingly. Uh, but I mean, uh, a lot of my friends inspired me. A lot of my peers inspired me. Guys who I've known, you know, since we were all kids, you know, and uh, just seeing how they've all they've all grown up and they are all doing amazing things. And uh, and I mean, they're all out there just like living their lives to the fullest. I find that truly inspirational. And uh, I'm like, man, because I see so many people who just seem to be kind of slaves to the hamster wheel or whatever their life entails. Uh, but my group of friends, they always seem to find time, find ways to kind of escape that and get out and uh, and just kind of live their life to the fullest with disregard for what other people may think or, uh, you know, any, any kind of like negative consequences, things like that. They're just out there living. And uh, I think that's something that really isn't done a lot people are are surviving but not a whole lot of people are living mm-hmm. and on the flip side of that what shuts you down the thing that shuts me down is kind of well if i have my uh going back to wrestling here if i have my randy orton moments and i hear voices in my head and those voices are all uh, uh, ne- uh reinforcing negative things that i may or may not feel about myself or have felt about myself uh, so it's, it's really just me, and I guess that's the good thing and the bad thing. Yeah. Not doing what you're doing now, uh, that that includes podcasting, but also knowing that you wouldn't fail at it, what would your dream job be? Comic book and or screenplay writer. Uh, yeah, I think that those would be uh, hella fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't think, I, I'm, I'm smart enough to understand that I don't, I don't think I have like the the kind of the, the vision or the attention to detail or the scope for like a director, but in terms of like putting together a, a screenplay or even a story by, uh, I think that uh, that is definitely more up my alley. And then leaving that in, in more capable hands who can understand and probably adapt that into something. Yeah, I think that'd be fantastic. And what would be one job that you would never want to do? Direct. No. <laughs> uh, one job I would uh, never want to do. Um, 
I never want to be the guy who works at Area 51 uh, who knows, who doesn't have full clearance, but he has enough to know that he can't say shit uh, ever. I don't want to be that guy uh, because, again, uh, you know, like you, I have a podcast and a lot of things are said. And sometimes for me, there's alcohol involved. And, and yeah, that's- I- <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, screwball whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, loose lips sink ships or whatever that saying is. And, uh, yeah, I think that would that would definitely be, like, the worst job for me. It's not that I can't keep a secret, but those kinds of secrets, I'm telling. Well, I'm pretty sure that if, if you worked at Area 51, one, if you worked at Area 51, you don't get to leave Area 51 anyway. Uh, that's just the rule that they have. <laughs> and, two, like, you wouldn't allow to even have a podcast if you did work at area uh, area 51 i'm pretty sure there's like a, a nda or something like that there's just like no sorry you can't have facebook you can't right. have, <laughs> can't go twitter like we know everything it's not like you're just gonna go ahead yeah. and put on a different name yeah that thing we will the see you in, in non-existence <laughs> exactly and that's the issue right the, the difference is i'm not supposed to do any of that not that i physically can't <laughs> you're getting screwed you're not gonna have a podcast at all yeah <laughs> you're, you're gonna have to work on podcasts that you don't want to work on podcasts <laughs> to pay off the shit that you need to pay off and then we will kill you just yeah. not not until you pay us off but we're because right. we have taxes uh but <laughs> we're gonna kill you when you're done paying us off so just make sure to leave like five bucks and just keep having to pay, pay on that speaking of dying by the way mm. if heaven does exist Mm-hmm. What do you want to say to God, or what do you want to say, what do you want God to say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Wow, um, I know these so, are not, not easy questions. But. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, you know, I uh, I say to him, man. Uh, I think I could have wrote a better book than that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a critic. <laughs> so a few potholes in here, you know. You kinda... A few? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen streets with better filler. <laughs> I've seen wrestle, wrestling storylines with, with, with less potholes, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think that's probably what I say to him, and also that'll give me a gauge on his sense of humor. And if he's anything like his book says, it, it, it's not great. Yeah, you, you're... Yeah. You're you're gonna be very tasty as a pillar of, of salt. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, the only good part about that, if you are a pillar of salt, you may have people licking you all the time. That's true. But then there's go. always that one person who you just like, oh, please don't, don't, don't do it. Ah, god damn it, he's licking me. <laughs> Not that. Why do you go up the crack? You have a whole bunch of different real estate to lick on. Why is it up the crack? Why there? <laughs> Every time. Every time. At least I'm wearing pants, all right? What do you want written on your tombstone? Or I know a lot of people don't like tombstones for any particular reasons. What do you want your last words to be? Uh, Yeah, man, last words. Uh, Probably. uh, They'll probably end up being, if they have the opportunity, I'll be damned. Uh, But in reality, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but what I would like them to be, uh, probably something along the lines of uh, nothing ever really ends. And 
I want that to be the, the last thing I ever say because it sounds really deep and it sounds like I'm having this moment with people before I die. And I want them to really sit and think about it and talk about it for years after my death, only for one person to finally realize, hey, you know, that's just a quote from The Watchmen. And uh, <laughs> and then I'll, uh, if there's any afterlife, I'd be like, yes, they got it. <laughs> I'll be sitting there going, it's like, wait a minute, is he planning on coming back? <laughs> <laughs> there's that too, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Um, I believe everybody deserves a soapbox moment in life. If you had the ears of everybody in the world at one time, what would you like them to know? Pineapple does belong on pizza. It's fine. No. <laughs> uh, I think I want the world to know that uh, whatever you want to do in life, do it at your own pace. Just for the love of God, make sure you do it. And last but not least, as always, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at the Superhero Homies Podcast. It is on uh, virtually anywhere and everywhere that you get your audio podcast from. And uh, soon to be up on the YouTubes and video format as well. Uh, if you guys have any kind of questions or comments, we can also be reached at uh, Facebook at Superhero Homies or also Twitter but the uh, hand or, or X handle is Superhero Homies, also on Instagram as well, or uh, email uh, superherohomies at gmail.com. Uh, you guys can always contact us there and hit the podcast wherever. And I am your host, Freddie Fisher. You can find me at that on Facebook. Why are on Facebook? Check out Bracketology. Two polls going up every single day. As always, you can vote on them like everybody else does. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Fisher777. Find us all at Bracket Pod and on Instagram. Find me at Can't Lick Me. Not one word. I will leave you guys the same way I leave every other show, every other uh, backstage in this with this quote. It is okay to be a bastard. Just don't be a dick. Have a good week, guys. opinions expressed in this podcast are meant to be comical and may be controversial in nature. We at Bracket Bastards fully admit that not all of these facts will be correct, but we do attempt to be as accurate as possible. By using this podcast, be aware that this will be used for entertainment purposes only. Bracket Bastards aim to provide a loving parody to all the movies, music, and other media that we love and enjoy. Much love and respect to all the wonderful humans that pour their blood, sweat, and tears into the making of this pop culture we get to discuss. As well, please note that although we are all bastards. What one bastard says may not be true for the rest. Some of us live the gimmick a bit too well. And as always, thank you for listening.